Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ginsburg podcast. I'm Osher Ginsburg. You're you. We're here. Let's do this. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. This is episode 79. 79 episodes. Man. This is episode 79 with the delightful Tara Reed. Yep. Tara Reed. You can find her on Twitter at T-A-R-A-R-E-I-D. She's Tara Reed. She's not hard to find. She's lovely. We're going to go to her house in a moment. Yeah, we did this in our house. So, yeah, um, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. If you like the show, you can subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app. You can use the Apple one, which is, yeah, but how's your father? I prefer Pocket Casts, which is an Australian app, and they work for both iOS and Android. And if you subscribe, this show will magically appear in your phone every Sunday in LA or the US and every Monday in the Europe and the rest of the world and including Australia, and then you don't ever have to download it again. It'll just pop up automatically, which is lovely. There's quite a back catalogue, uh, which I'm, I was going through today. It's pretty exciting. I'm pretty thrilled by this. Um, you can also find me on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. And I'm also doing a bit of Periscope live video streaming from my phone. What kind of a world do we live in? I'm, a bit, I'm enjoying that. So if you see me pop up on Periscope uh, or Meerkat, yeah, come and say hi. You can send me an email send osher email at gmail.com thank you very much to everybody that wrote in this week it's always really lovely the kind of people that write in things that i you know people don't just write five line emails they write me essays and it's wonderful it's really nice that um that this is happening and i I write back as often as i can you can also get on the mailing list which is osherginsburg.com that's where you can subscribe to the mailing list and i'll just let you know about what's happening uh on the show each and every week um, to check in with you, I've been okay actually. I've been I've been all right. Either the therapy and the meds are working, or I'm getting better, or both. Who'd have thought? 
I'm working with a new counsellor, which is going pretty great. I needed somebody to work with out here in Australia. And yeah, she's going good and she's good. She gives me a lot of practical tools, a lot of homework, which I like. I like it when a therapist gives me homework and things to do when shit goes down. It's really good. Um, I had a great birthday party. Uh, thank you for all the birthday wishes. I've got some lovely birthday wishes. Thank you very much. And I ate all of the cake. My girlfriend and I stayed up late on the night before baking vegan cupcakes. When I say we baked vegan cupcakes, I did some sifting and stirring. That's, and I poured some cupcakes in a tray. Um, she did everything else, but they were amazing. We're still eating them, which is awesome. Uh, she also made a, a tofu, lemon, and raspberry cheesecake, which was outstanding. Yeah, I ate all the cake. It was so good. It was really nice to have so many people there. And I remember if you listen to the Will Anderson episode of this show, he talks about when he turned 40, about just letting people come and celebrate you. And I tried as hard as I could to let that happen. It was just really nice. I was so humbled by who showed up on the day of the cricket final. I was really humbled by who showed up and everyone hung around and it was really, really nice. And if I could say anything, that is if you've got mates with kids, have your party at two in the afternoon, everyone will rock in about 2.30. By 4.30, the kids will start going, nah, nah, and they'll just scoop them up and go, sorry, we've got to go. It, it goes down at 4.45, you pack up and go home. It was awesome. We had such a great time. I saw a bunch of people that I haven't seen in a while. It was really, really lovely. Um, and Sydney just turned it on for us, which is really nice. I, I'm old enough to have decade candles now. Yeah. I had four silver ones and one orange one. So yeah, decade candles. <laughs> my mate Gus was like, you're in my club now, buddy. He's Scottish. He's great. Uh, I hope your Easter weekend was okay. It's, uh, in Australia, we take our Easter weekend very, 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 very seriously. And so I think it's still going on. It'll still be going on now if you're in Australia and you're listening to this. Uh, I hope there wasn't too much friction, as can often, family, often happen when families do get together. Um, I think it's always important to remember that the people in your family are who they're going to be. They're not going to change. And the sooner that we just accept them for who they are, the easier it is. We don't have to like it, but we can accept it. And then when they do that thing that they do that normally riles you up, you can just go, that's just them being them. Okay, um, because we choose to react to it. As my ex-wife used to say, my mum knows how to push my buttons because she put them there. <laughs> She's a very smart woman. Uh, yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah, and we're shooting a lot of Bachelor. We're shooting like crazy. We're working a lot on this show. You're really going to like it, and Batch is great. You're really going to like him. He's a proper nice bloke. Knows everyone on the crew by name. Not many people in my industry, know everyone on the crew by name. That's very telling about a man. I really like him. My guest today is Tara Reid. Yes, Tara Reid. She's on Twitter at T-A-R-A-R-E-I-D. She's Tara Reid. She was Bunny Lebowski. She was Vicky from American Pie. She was Danny from Scrubs. She's April from Sharknado. She's Tara Reid. <laughs> Whatever you think you might know about Tara Reid, you're probably going to have to forget it because you're about to have your mind changed. She's so kind. She's so generous. And even though I was 12 minutes late, which you'll hear her point out quite clearly, she still gave me 
a lot of her time. She invited me into her home. I went into her home and she was kind enough to, uh, to allow me there. We sat down at her coffee table and we, we had this conversation. Uh, I tried to talk her into a 45-minute interview, but she met me at 35. And you'll hear her negotiation voice as I, as I roll the tape. That's the first thing you'll hear. Uh, when you listen to this, it would be awesome if you could ping her on Twitter at T-A-R-A-R-E-I-D, Tara Reid on Twitter. Just let her know you heard her here and, and say hi from me. So um, pour yourself a cup of tea. Come with me now to the Hollywood Hills. Uh, she's got a house, it's an amazing house that looks out over the Santa Monica Mountains. We watched the sun set into the ocean from where we were and we are sitting at her table in the living room of the fabulous, the famous, the talented, the hardworking, and the very lovely Tara Reid. Oh, 35. 35? We're going to, uh, 35 minutes with Tara Reid. You got it. All right. Can I take a photo at the end though? Absolutely. All right then. Okay. You got it. How are you, Tara? I'm good. How are you? I'm all, I'm all right. I'm all right. Battled through uh, traffic to be with you today. Thank you very much. It's okay. I uh, I took on the ten, as you do. I Ten's mean, the worst. Ten's the worst. But you know, you should have seen like Pico or Olympic down. Yeah, it's all. Yes. Yeah. Side street. The joy of living on the west side. Yes. You know, I, I get. I used to live in Playa del Rey, so I understand. Right. Yeah. I have the ocean. I have dolphins. Yeah, you live. I hear you live in Venice. Right? I do. I See? live in Venice Beach, I and heard it's that. it's delightful. How are you feeling? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't be better right now. Getting ready for to leave. We're going to Orlando soon to start trucking up three. So <sighs> that's going to be fun. So we just did. Um, Feast coached. We just did a cast fitting for my fake hand, you know, because it gets bitten by the shark in the second one. So we have to do the prosthetics. So we just had a whole arm fitting for it. And you were covered in that goopy stuff? <laughs> yeah, it was disgusting. <laughs> and you have to stay still. You can't move even like a little bit. Otherwise, you have to start all over again. Have you ever had the one on your face? No. Oh, oh yeah, no. I, you know what? I actually did for what? Josie and the Pussycats. They made like Barbie dolls out of us. So I had to do that like years ago. <sighs> My mom has the Barbie doll for that. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you, you haven't always lived in Hollywood though, have you? I've lived in this house for American Pie. This one. Always. I've owned this one forever. Probably like, I would say 17 years. This, there's a lot of history that goes down. Actually, the whole cast of American Pie, including the directors and the whole, all the cast members, they'll sit on that couch to watch it for the first time. Oh, you watched the first... Uh, the first one, like before the premiere or anything. Like you had a DVD it. of the final locked cut. Yeah, the director came and we watched it all together for the first time. Here in this house? In this house. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. But you didn't grow up on the West Coast, did you? No, I was born in New Jersey and uh, went to school in New York City and definitely East Coast, but then moved out here young. All I know about New Jersey is from Bon Jovi Records and Kevin Smith films. Is that what it looks like? No, not at all. Like, New Jersey gets a bad rap because it gets like, you think like Jersey Shore. You know, it's nothing like that. Like, there's actually, I mean, they, it's called a garden state for a reason. There's like beautiful areas in it. I mean, there's also bad areas, but in what, what there's state? There's bad is there areas not? in every city. Exactly. I drove past them today. See, exactly. <laughs> it's a particular. But I grew up in a very nice area. Yeah, right. Yeah. But you were, so from what I understand, for, for early on, you were some sort of uh, savant when it came to acting. Like you were in a million things by the time you were 10. Yes, I started acting very young, very young. How did that begin? <laughs> to be honest, um, 
we started, we were in the Jersey mall, in the shopping mall. And uh, it was me, my mom, my brother. That one is my brother next to me. Uh-huh. And uh, so we were in the mall and we were really young. And my mom was getting us pizza in the, like, where all the food court was, you know? And I was, I stood on the table and they started making fun of my brother. Like, you know, like fighting, like teasing him. And this talent manager from New York City was visiting her daughter who lived in New Jersey. And she saw me and she thought, this girl is hilarious. And I was just a child. How old were you? I think I was at that time five. Hmm. And she went up to my mother and she said, please, your daughter has to be an actress. Like, she's great. Like, I've been watching her. She's so funny. So my mom was like, mm, I'm not sure about that. You know, she's like, no, trust me. Like, there's a TV show out here. It's called Child's Play. And she'd be perfect for it. So my mom's like, all right, fine. So we went on the audition and uh, we did Child's Play. That was a series. And it was like a game show kind of where say the word was uh, diet. The, the, the contestants had to guess the word. So I would explain it. I'd be like, so your husband went on a trip and he's gone for about two weeks and the wife lost a lot of weight. He goes, wow, were you on a... And the person had to guess the word. And so it was kind of pretty funny things I would explain on that. So that was like my first job. And then we did uh, Return of Salem's Lot, which is this one. We're getting, we're getting show and tell in, in, in Tara's house. I played a vampire. You played a, you're a, a very young, frightening vampire by all yeah. accounts. So the Salem's Lot. Larry Cohen was a director of that. It was yeah. a Stephen King cut off of that one. Yeah. So... But from from what I can gather, you are one of these kind of – I, I want to say some – it's almost an, an anomaly that someone works as much as you've worked from how young you've worked. You've worked so much. I love what I do. I love my job. I, don't, I wouldn't – honestly, I, I wouldn't really know what else to do because that's all I've ever known. Like I don't almost remember even starting because I was so young. Yeah. And all I've done is work, but it's so much fun. Like I love being on the set from when I'm not on the set in between you're used to so many people around you and all the attention from hair and makeup and the people and the crew and you get so close and all of a sudden it just stops for two weeks before you start another job and you come back and you're like, wow, like I'm kind of lonely. You're used to so many people. So when I'm back on the set, like I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, back to life again. I'm back to mm. what I know, you know. But it's so, actually harder being myself than it is playing a character, if that makes any sense. Why? Well, when you play a character, you, you, you listen to the music that you, you want to listen to. You make up everything you want to do. You, you have an imagination you want to be. And you don't get judged because you're doing what you do. As in real life, you get judged, it's harder, like you get out of the character, it's not the same support as you have. You know, so it's like you just can't wait to work again. You know, so it's it's different. We'll get to that. Surely you know there's you know, you've you've come to know when many people over your career that you've worked with, and you'd recognize that some actors have a sweet spot. There's like five years, six years where it's all happening. This is why people get paid a lot of money, because it's a after that, it's like, may not happen again. And then that's it. That's all I get. 
that is their shot it's at the sad, title. It's actually a sad thing that that happens because it's like a when people have a one-hit wonder, like a song. Do you know what I mean? They get all this attention and they just disappear. But I've been fortunate enough to have, um, you know, longevity and lasting power. And it's not easy to do, especially in this town, but I've been lucky and, you know, I've been working for, I'm not going to say my age, but I've been it forever <laughs> for like 30 something years. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so it's crazy. But you don't have that career unless you, they wouldn't have you back if you didn't deliver. Of course not. You have to deliver. I mean, if you ordered a pizza and the pizza didn't come, are you going to order the pizza place again? No, right? <laughs> <laughs> so where did the work, where did the work ethic come from? Because like you mentioned, the, you know, the, you had painted a little picture of being on set and yes, there's a lot of people giving attention, la, 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 la. But essentially when you're making a film, you're burning $100,000 an hour at least. Like it's, it's not cheap. Because you have the whole crew. Yeah, yeah. And right. if, you, if you aren't prepared, if you fuck it up, like that's costing people a lot of money. But I don't fuck up. <laughs> I never have. Right. I mean, um, actually when you do, when you're in Screen Actors Guild, they have to give you a, a report card every day. If you're on time, if you know your lines. I mean, it, it's, it's really. And I've gotten a, a, literally 100% on it. I'm never late. I'm always on time. You were 12 minutes late today. I was 12 minutes late today. See? You saw that. I know, how much did I know that? I did text you on the way. But you know what I mean. I do. See? I'm never late. I'm always on time and I always know my lines. Not just my lines, but the other actors' lines. If they mess up and, like, and they have the shot on them, I'll give them their lines so they can like, say it. Because sometimes actors freeze. They forget their line and I'll be like, see? Hmm. And then they boom goes to it. So where did that, where did that come from? Did you have a, an acting coach? Did someone tell you something once or? No, I think I just, I have a good memory. And like, I think I just. No, I mean the, the idea of turning up so prepared. You have to. But where did, did you, did you notice someone did that and went, ah, oh, that's how it works if I'm no. prepared? No? no. You just were always that? Always that. Always that. I, I, I just, when I have a job, I study. I, I mean, I like, I look things up, you know, I, I've always done this since I was a kid. I always got good grades. Like, I just always, even when I have meetings now, like, I had a meeting two days ago that there's a TV show that we might be doing, but I can't say it right now. But of course, I looked the producer up, the director up, whatever. We had, we had, you know, a huge meeting. And they were so impressive how many people I knew with what they were involved in and all the projects that they're doing, you know? And they're like, wow, you did your homework. Because I always do, you know, it's important. And surely not everyone that you work with on set has that perfect report card. No, not at all. Is that frustrating? Not at all. It's not frustrating. I mean, every, everyone has a different style of the way they work. A lot of actors like to improv and they don't want to study. They don't want to go off the lines. They, they, they do their own thing. Everyone has like, you know, like from people have like Strasbourg theory or, or different kind of theories of acting or improv or they go right to the book. And you have to just, it's kind of like a tennis like match. You deliver to me, I deliver to you. And when, even when you know they're completely off book, you just go with them, you support them. And that's usually the best scenes you ever seen in a movie. By off book, you mean? Uh, they don't know their line, exactly, but they have it close. Right. Like we've so, got to, I've, I've got to get to this door somehow. So I'm like, yeah. oh, that, I forgot the coffee. And they're exactly, <laughs> yeah. and then like, 
so their line is, I have to get to the door or they don't remember it. Yeah. I'm like, can we just go to the door? Like, I'll, I'll cover them. Right. You know? And then we're like, yeah, let's go to the door. And then they'll realize. Gee, directors must dig you. I love directors. They're like really fun. My favorite director I ever worked with was uh, Robert Altman. Wow. He was a legend to me. I mean, he was the most funny director I've ever worked with. He. Funny haha? No, he was different. He taught, oh. he taught me kind of how to act. Oh. He, he's completely off book. He's um, basically like improvisation. I remember the first time we had a table reading. You know what that means, mm-hmm. a table reading? Uh, just for, to explain to people, that's when you get all the cast. So you get the whole cast and you read the script and everyone reads their lines, all that. Yeah. So it was like Richard Gere played my dad, Kate Hudson played my sister, Liv Tyler was in it, Helen Hunt was in it, like, you know. Farrah Fawcett played her mother. Like, it was it was a crazy just cast. A few, just a few people. Yeah, it's a crazy <laughs> cast. And we read it out loud, and then Robert says, do you see this? You see the script? <laughs> there was it in the garbage. I'm thinking, what the, like, what is going on? He's like, that's the outline of the movie. Now you guys do your job. So you basically had to do the movie, but you were allowed to say it how you wanted to say it. So you made it natural. And he would also say things like, if the, if the scene was supposed to be happy and good, he would lie to the other actor and say, make her sad in the scene. And you're looking at the actor like, what are you doing? Like, this is so, like, it's supposed to be a happy scene. But he taught you that you had to flow with it. And the scenes became brilliant. But this, this director, normally there's two cameras on everything. He had, like, six cameras because there's no way you could edit that. And he would just catch these like natural, amazing things in the whole entire world. And he was amazing. And I, my favorite actor I ever worked with was Richard Gere. I was terrified, you know, first working with him. Like he was the most famous person I worked with at that time. And he's probably the kindest like actor. He's like, don't be scared of me. Like play with me, like it's fine. Like I, I support you. And after that, you know, like it was just, Magic happens on a set. Like there's this, it's like, it's kind of like a relationship. Either connect with someone or not, you know. And I would say Robert Altman made everyone connect. He made everyone have dinner at his house all the time. You know, like every, like, I think it was every Friday we had. And we had to watch the dailies. You know what the dailies are? The daily, just to explain to people who are listening, the dailies are the, rather than wait for the, the final cut to be made. So it's, it's, every it's, day when you watch the dailies, the dailies are. It's what scenes. we shot that day. Yes. Yeah. So every day, the next day, we had to all watch what we did. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen that before in my life. And everyone would have to come and watch the dailies and see what we did and learn from it. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like school. Quite a collaborative process. Yeah. I'm sure it's not always like that. That's why he's won so many Academy Awards. I've never done that in my life again. But yeah. I, I'll never forget the experience in that movie. So you clearly love to work. Um, what's it like when you open up your diary and you see blank pages? What do you mean blank pages? Like, like, like there's nothing booked. You find something to do. For me, I travel. Yeah? I love traveling. I love seeing different countries, uh, different cultures. I love food. Believe it or not, I love food. Everyone says I don't eat, but I just have a great metabolism. And, uh, you know, I have, I have a lot, I'm very lucky. I have a lot of friends in a lot of countries, and I just travel, go mm-hmm. around the world, and have a good time. But what about, what about work? What about? When it comes, I go right back. 
Yeah. The agent would call and say, okay, you're coming home. You just got booked for this film. You're right back on the plane and, you know, you prepare and you go right back to work. But this is such a, it's such a seasonal business, this. It is and it isn't. Like, like, like right now I have, I have downtime, but I'm leaving in three days to go to Orlando. So it's not so much downtime. And Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I have friends here and everything so we're busy and I have my meetings still. So, and I'm with you right now. So, you're never really off. Mm. Like, even when you're off, the only time I'm really off is when I go away. Otherwise, when I'm in LA, like, there's always a meeting to take. There's always a business thing. There's always a photo shoot. There's always something. But when you're away, you could, like, really be free and experience people and life. And it's fun. You know, when you come here, it's like you're always watched. It's different. It's completely different. It is uh, somewhat of a microscope of, of a town particularly if you're someone as visible as you. It must get a little tricky sometimes. You're going to definitely be creative. (laughs) I won't get you to reveal your techniques. I was, um, so my girlfriend was in town and her daughter was um, with us. Her daughter's 10. And we were at Gracias Madre on uh, Robertson and Melrose. And there was just this pack of paparazzi chasing someone down Robertson with these giant lenses and she just looked at it and she was she was a bit freaked out to be honest because she's like look at these these grown it's scary yeah these grown men so aggressively running and they and they run backwards and they run into each other (sighs) like literally it's it's and for a little child it's scary yeah it's almost like a fight because they want to get that shot and they want to get that shot of you saying stop stop you know like you guys are being crazy, and that's the shot they use. Yeah. Like, they never use the good shot of you. Yeah. Like, every time I see, like, the worst shots of me, I'm like, of course they use that. You know what I mean? And yet, they have good shots, but they're always going to go down with the worst shots. What is that? There's something, either, either Spider-Man's here, or uh, someone's trying to repel from the upstairs balcony into your house, Tara. I don't, uh, I don't Stop now. I don't quite know about that. <laughs> yeah. <Ghost. laughs> well, that must be, you know, if anyone who, who knows who you are would be aware that you have to live with this. But, it, you know, it's something that you, you realize that it comes with the job. Mm-hmm. Once you start becoming really famous, you realize that everyone's going to notice you and you have to respect that and also not respect that. You still have to live your life. Mm-hmm. But 
you are under the microscope, but yet you still need to like live, you know? So it's a fine line. Not everyone is you, but now we live in this age where we're so exposed to our communities and our communities of friends and family and loved ones that are existing on our social networks. The, the chance that someone may write something untrue about us and families blow up on Facebook and like some people might be able to relate in their own world to having things said or written about them that aren't particularly true. It happens all the time. Yeah. They say a source says. <sighs> you always wonder who's that source. And half the time it's bullshit, you know? Yeah. You know the story's not true. You're like, I wasn't even in the country. So how can, you know, like, but when a source says, you can't, when you're a public figure, the, the laws change. Otherwise you could say, if you're not a public figure and someone says something about them, you could sue them. Mm. When you become a public figure, this this law should change, but they're allowed to say what they want because it's just a source. And the magazine's not allowed to tell you the source. So anyone could really say anything. Yeah. Basically, you could be a source and say something right now. Do you know what I mean? You could say I went in our house and it was a mess, which it's not. But you could say, like, do you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, yeah. It doesn't matter. I'm too much of a believer in karma. I don't think I, would, I could but be brave no enough one, to no do one, that. No one does that. Right? Yeah. You know? I wonder how these guys, you know, they've got to feed their kids, obviously, but I wonder how they sleep at night. I always wonder that. I, I always wonder that. But yeah. I, what I came to the conclusion is that not everyone is like us. Not everyone has a heart that cares. They say, I just ruined someone's life by this picture. Or I just did this by saying this. Some people almost, they get off by hurting you or by doing something bad to people. It's fun for them. And you have to realize that, like not everyone's the same. Everyone's completely different. Do they go home and play with their kids? I'm sure and they do. How was your day at work? Dad, oh, I made a 17 year old girl from Disney cry in the street. No, they don't <laughs> say that. They don't say that. They say that to their boss. Yeah. And the boss claps, <laughs> I'm sure of it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the 17 year old girl from Disney, you, you, you've you been on, on camera your, your entire life, but you did by and large do most of your growing up and the silly things we all do when we were kids before the internet was the biggest thing in the world and before every... But that's when it was like, safe and good. Mm. Like social media has, there was no camera phones back then. Mm. You were allowed to have fun. You were allowed to do things. Now you, you, you're kind of like a prisoner in your own house. As soon as you walk out, you have to be prepared. It is a lovely house. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I, I look, you know, I often wonder, you know, I see a same similar 10-year-old uh, was watching some movie, I don't know, with some blonde floppy-haired kid who has two first names, you know, like Steve Chris with two S's or uh, I don't know. Yeah, lots of six-packs, lots of abs. And I think, as this kid, he's, what, 17 years old? How, what's his life like? You know, how does he... How does he do, like, the dumb shit I did when I was 17 and 18? It but was, I'm sure that kid was prepared for it. He's probably... Yeah? Most kids are pushed into the business, you know? Didn't sound like you were, though. No, we just did it and I liked it. Yeah. It wasn't like we went to an agency to get me a job or we went to find a manager. Yeah. They, they discovered me and it just happened to click. Yeah. You know? I remember watching Drew Barrymore, you know, um, an E.T., and I always wanted to act like that and be like that, 
you know, and I'd act in the mirror and talk to myself, you know, like, I love that. And then it just happened. You know, it's like putting something out there and you get it. Yeah. That's like how karma is, you were talking about. Yeah. Like when you say something and you mean it, it does come to you. Like you have to believe in what you say. That's a thing that's happened all through your life? No, not always. But at the end, it comes around. Yeah. There's lessons that you have to learn. You know, you have good times and bad times, but at the end, you understand fully. You, you might not know now, but maybe it's five years later why something happened. But it, you'll always find out. You'll always find out. Trust me. <laughs> I've had some of those lessons. I've had to pay. <laughs> had to pay some high prices, but uh, I certainly, certainly learned them. Which and but you can only be grateful for them. I think. I agree with you. It makes you a stronger character. Yeah. It makes you a better person, you know, and it makes you know how to deal with people differently. It also makes you know that there is great people out there. There is great people out there, but there's bad people out there too. So it makes you more aware and it makes you more street smart in a certain way. And in this industry, you can't just be book smart or computer smart. It doesn't work. Street smart works. Uh-huh. You know, character study, watching the person, knowing, okay, this is a good guy or this is a bad guy. Or I like this girl, I don't. You have to go on your intuition because it's, it's, it's what will save you at the end of the day. So when you walk into those meetings, well researched, can you tell within the first few moments? Ah. I know it already. I know who's who. 100%. Right. I know I got the job. I didn't get the job. They don't like me. It, like, I can see it. You know, it's, you just know. So you have, like, I said earlier, you've worked your entire life, which is rare for an actress. But what's it like when you don't get the job? What's it like when you go, ah, it's not me today? Because this is a job where you get you're when pretty much- When I was younger yeah? and I really wanted something, it was hard, you know? You were sad, like you were depressed. You're like, like especially because you wanted it so bad, you were nervous. And you were so prepared for it, but you were nervous. And all of a sudden you would start shaking. And once you shake, done you're gone like but yet as soon as you walked out of that room you knew that you didn't do a good job and you knew you could do better and there was times i would get in my car and go i'm gonna go back in that room and do it again and i didn't but i should have so there's regrets on that you know it, it, it's nerves because when you really want something you, you try so hard but when you tried that hard sometimes it backfires on you and when did that, when did that change? When did you stop getting so upset? Did you learn to just go, oh, that was you just. You get used to it. Yeah. You get used to it. And then I think the first one that, that really upset me was um, this movie called Broken Down Palace. Did you ever hear about that, that movie? No. It was with Claire Danes. It was about these two girls, I, whatever. But I wanted this movie so bad. It was a final test for it. And I didn't get it, you know? Actually, also Cruel Intentions. Like, in the beginning, um, I still did a cameo in it, but I wanted the other lead role, and I didn't get it. I still got the film, but didn't get the lead. And that upset me. But, I mean, there's, there's certain movies that you try, and they just don't happen, you know? And it, I just feel like, in life, even by the people you meet, when it doesn't happen, like, when you're not working, as you asked, when it doesn't happen, there's certain people that come into your life. You meet one person and 
it's like all of a sudden your life changes. And I've been lucky enough that I have some amazing people around me and a lot of support. And I think that's what's kept my career and, and my energy going is that I don't have bad people around me. I don't have bad influences around me. You know, I, I have a, a great support team and um, I'm lucky I have good friends and was a great it, family. Was it always that way? Um, in the beginning, when you get really, when you start, you're so young, you're making money, you're famous, it's, it's different. You think everyone's your friend and they're not. And then you start realizing that not everyone's your friend, you know? And as you get older, you get wiser, everyone does. So the older I get, the wiser I get. I made a lot of mistakes in my life, but there's no regrets I really have because I, I don't really think that, I, I've never gone out of my way to hurt someone. That's for sure. Like you're asking me like, how did these people sleep at night in their bed? You know, when they know they hurt someone. Well, I could go to sleep every night in my bed because I know I've never hurt someone. That's the difference. And I don't, like, like the only trouble I get in is having fun but I've never been arrested. I've never gotten in trouble. I've never had, you know, anything. So there's no crime on that either. But I also think in America, they, 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 it's just different. That's why I go to Europe all the time. They love to have fun. They dance, they, they you know, it, it's different. Here you go out, you're bad. Paparazzi are gonna catch you. And all of a sudden, if you go out, like you're a bad girl. Why are you bad? If you're not working, you're not shooting, shouldn't you be allowed to have fun? But in America, you can't. So you leave. I, I, I get that, actually. I've been spending a lot of time in... Um, I've been living in America for 10 years now. Um, but recently, I've been spending a lot of time in Amsterdam. Now... And that's a fun place. Let me point this out. <laughs> I'm clean and sober five years. So, you know, it's not what... That's, it's a different town to me. But I get what you're saying. The people... There's a... It's a different lifestyle. It's like, it's like we're alive. We finished work. Let's go do stuff that's fun. Absolutely. <laughs> Whereas here, it's very much like it's either we finished work, let's go shopping, or we finished work, let's just sit in front of the television. There's no. There's no rules. Like you just do what you want to do. Yeah. You know, as long as you don't hurt it, you want to do something bad. But if you want to do and just celebrate, not fun. Why is that? What else are you working why for? Why does it have to? Why, why does it have to be a birthday? Just have fun. Like it shouldn't. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Why does it have to be a holiday? have fun yeah every day should be a holiday you know you never know what's gonna happen so <laughs> every day you're alive you should enjoy it you obviously work with some some really interesting people when you get the like when you get the call that for example this what do you call it when it's the second sequel like the, the third the third really like the that. third film of sharknado are you like i'm oh, unreal i get to go work with these dudes again is it is it I mean, it's different because uh, there's a, there's a loyal, my, the most loyal people that you start with, I would say was my cast from American Pie because mm -hmm. we grew up together. You know, we've known each other now for, I think it's 17 years old. You know, that's how long the first one was. So that's different. We all kind of started together and these careers together. Then you have like, like a Sharknado. It's not American Pie, but yet it became this massive cult, you know, hit, especially on social media. But we laugh at it. I mean, there's sharks and there's no sharks, you know? So it's a different kind of movie, you know? 
So it's fun to go back, but we never know what we're going to do. And they change the script constantly because it's all about like these cameos. Uh -huh. So the script is never solid at all. You know, you never know what you're going to do. Yeah. And sometimes things change and you don't agree with them. But it's different because it's not like a studio film. Where a studio film like Warner Brothers, Universal, Paramount, it's like put together. Even like you look at this one, it's, it's Warner Brothers, like how yeah. you started. You know, it's like when you do a TV movie, the control is completely different. It's up to the network. And when it's up to the network, it's not as much fun. You're not as free and, and you know it. And when a scene's not working, you could feel it. You know, and they stick to what you want to do, even if you want it to change. You don't really have the power for it to change, even though you can make it better. And then you go home disappointed. Right. That's the difference between a, like a, a TV movie and a real movie. Got it. I've never been in either. So. Try it. You'll see what I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a terrible actor, Tara. <laughs> um, I've, I've done other things. Uh, but there are, my country is uh, quite the machine for churning out actors. We, we tend to have a lot of people a coming. Lot. Your, your, your country is amazing. Australia, I've had a, you know, I've been there, I spent a lot of time there. Yeah. The last movie was Charlie's Farm. And I love it. I love it. Because Australia is exactly the example of the people that have fun. They have fun, they live their life, and they're good. Like, they, they enjoy life, they work hard, like, but they're always happy and they're nice and they don't really judge people so much. And it's just different. You know, that's why you go over there all the time. Everyone's, everyone's you know, I mean, I'm not saying that everyone's perfect over there, but everyone's, I've had so much, you can see my smile. I've had so yeah. much fun over there. The last movie we shot in like the outback, we're in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, where are we shooting? You know, like there's kangaroos. Like I've never seen a real kangaroo in the wild. You know? All right. Yeah. They're big. They're huge. Yeah. They're huge. <laughs> They'll mess you and up. And then I didn't realize like oh, the bulls there, like, you know, like for us, we call them cows, you know, but the noises they make like are so loud. They're like, ah, you know, like mm. screaming. I mean, we couldn't even shoot around them. And they were like everywhere, just running. You never knew. And like, then there was like the snake holes. You know, because the grass is where we shot. The grass is so What long. are you doing in that grass? Yeah, exactly. And I was like, you never knew where you were going to run. No, there's so many old. things that can kill you in Australia. It's so crazy. <laughs> I mean, you really. You've got to be careful. you got to be careful. But um, that's kind of exciting at the same time, too. There's a little danger. There's a little fun. Right. You know? Well, what country does churn out a lot of actors, and a lot of them are probably, what is it now, the end of January, a lot of them are probably on the way to the airport to come over here for pilot season. They're on exactly. the way. Exactly. It is pilot season. What would you say to actors who are turning up in Hollywood now with that dream in their eyes? Life without a dream is no life at all. So come out here and get your dream. But that dream, it's just like 10,000 people turning up for two jobs. It does happen. I'm an example of that. I'm just a girl from New Jersey. And you're doing an interview with me right now. So there is that chance that it will happen. Not it will happen to everyone, but it can happen. Yeah. So don't at least try. Because otherwise, I think in life, when you don't try something, you regret it forever. You say, well, what, what if I just tried it? Maybe I could have done it. So I think anything in life that you really want to try, it, even if it's not acting, like, try. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least you could say you tried. It's important. 
It is tricky though to know when to when to pull the pin. It is tricky to go well. No, you know when to pull the pin when it's just not working anymore. Yeah, it's just not. It's not working anymore. You're struggling. You have no money. Nothing's happening. You, you got to make a life change. So you got to figure out what is going to work for me now. Hmm. You know when the when the price you're paying to try and find that dream is Isn't, higher than than how much you want the dream. Exactly. Yes. That's when it's time to get back on the plane. I think. Yes, and that's what happens. Yeah. It's staying here too long is a recipe for disaster, I think. I agree with you. And there's a lot of people that stay here too long. <laughs> there's a, certainly a big big rabbit hole to fall down in this town. I mean, Los Angeles, you know, it's the town. They call it the Los, you know, like it's Los Angeles, you know. It's what it's known for. But then there's a lot of angels, but there's people that just get lost. Yeah. You know? What are you going to do? But it's kind of like that everywhere. It is. This town is a little more yeah. about that. Well, this town sells a, sells a dream. Yes, this town yeah. is all about it. It's like Vegas is, if you come here, you'll be in a tuxedo with two girls either side of you while you roll 35 on roulette and be making millions of dollars. Well, no, it's, it's sad, you know, three in the morning hitting a poker machine with a fistful of stripper leaflets. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I've never had that problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. Las Vegas, it's a shocking town. Um, well, Tara Reed, that's 35 minutes. Are you happy? <laughs> Couldn't be happier. Perfect. <laughs> Sorry I was 12 minutes late. It's always okay. <laughs> okay, I'm going to take you After photo. 15, it's not okay. But 12 is okay. You didn't hit the teens yet. All right. See what I'm saying? <laughs> Did you hit the teens? I was downstairs for three minutes while your doorman worked with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the doorman's tough in this building, I know. <laughs> no, he's pretty good. All right, I'm going to take your photo and then get out of your house. You got it. Okay. So that's Tara Reid. You can find her on Twitter at T-A-R-A-R-E-I-D. Tara Reid is on Twitter. Find her there. Tell her you heard her here. Uh, that would mean the world to me. And uh, I'm sure she'd dig it too. She'd get a kick out of it. And look out for Sharknado 3. Yeah, Sharknado 3. Brilliant. Brilliant. I really enjoyed talking with her. And it's, as we mentioned, it's really uncommon for someone to have worked nonstop her whole career, their whole career. She is... She said yes to a lot of gigs. She's done a lot of gigs and she's worked hard nonstop. And you can hear you can hear that in her voice. People will say what they want about her. But now you've listened to that, I'm pretty sure you've got a different view. When you see photos of her or you see people writing stuff about her, I'm pretty sure you're gonna listen to it or think about it a lot kind of differently because that's that's the woman that she is. I can't thank Jane Nagline enough for, for hooking that up. Line dogs, she's awesome. CJ, uh, but she's the, she is the best, and she she lined up that uh, that interview for me, and uh, I can't thank her enough. So until next week, send me an email if you need anything. Send Osher email at gmail.com. You know how to find me on Instagram. You know how to find me on Twitter. Have a great week. Look after yourselves. Be kind. Sleep well, and dream of beautiful things.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 